Happy Easter, my crew. He is risen. Yes, he is risen indeed. My name is Stephen Murphy, and this is the Nook Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today as we conclude this amazing week of looking at the life of Jesus. Just before we dive into this final installment, I'm curious, how has this week been for you? I'd love to hear your feedback. Drop me an email. The address is stephen at nookpodcast.com. That's stephen with a V at nookpodcast.com. And you can always find that down in the show notes. Today we are reading from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 7. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. Each of the four Gospels give various accounts of the risen Jesus appearing to his disciples and other believers. We've all had those moments in our lives when something that we witnessed just baffled us. Times when no matter how much we've rubbed our eyes or how many times we've shaken our heads in disbelief, something unimaginable had just happened. Even recognizing that as context for you and me, nothing compares with what the disciples saw that day. Every dark and disparaging thought from the previous two days was erased as each one of them looked into the now very alive eyes of Jesus. The tomb was empty. He had risen from the dead just as he said he would. It is my great honor to celebrate today with you, dear listener. Our Redeemer lives. But even as I say those words, I must confess that I have a problem with the resurrection. And if I may have a few more minutes of your time, I'd like to share some things with you. See, I grew up in church. I have been familiar with Jesus' story for most of my life. But in that... Most of my view comes via the lens of history. But if that's all it ever is, then what separates Jesus from anyone else we can read about from thousands of years ago? The problem with that is that if a historical rundown is all we ever see, then it's remote and isolated. Most people would admit that they are skeptical of beliefs not anchored in a more 
present experience. Now, on the other hand, in John eleven twenty five, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Everyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Jesus promises me that by believing in him, I too will experience resurrection. The problem with this view is that it puts things safely off into some unknown date in the future. Here, I will borrow some words from one of my favorite authors, Brennan Manning. He wrote, Limiting the resurrection either to the past or to the future makes the present risenness of Jesus largely irrelevant. It safeguards us from interference with the ordinary rounds and daily routine of our lives and preempts communion now with Jesus as a living person. In other words, it needs to be experienced as a present risenness. If we take seriously the words of the risen Christ from Matthew 28, 20, and be sure of this, I am with you even to the ends of the age, then we should expect that he will be actively present in our lives. Side note, if you've never read any of Brennan Manning's books, uh, let me highly recommend them. They will rock your world. My problem with the resurrection is that I have built up a tolerance for it. For me, by working in churches and, and in ministry in general, it's like I've become immune to it desensitized to all of the depth of a man who I claim to follow dying and then being raised from the dead. And what I'm realizing is that I am not okay with this. Without the resurrection, my faith system is a complete sham. Without the resurrection, Jesus was just another good man in history, but sadly, without the resurrection, most of his own claims would be better chalked up to lunacy. Without the resurrection, our churches are just community social clubs with fun music and maybe a coffee bar. I don't want to live another day without a keen and growing sense of Jesus' resurrection. Don Allred Watkin, in his book, The Heart of the World, puts it like this. Without desperate awareness of the present risenness of Jesus, life is nonsense. All activity is useless. All relationships in vain. Apart from the risen Christ, we live in a world of impenetrable mystery and utter obscurity. A world without meaning. A world of shifting phenomena. A world of death, danger, and darkness. A world of futility. Nothing is interconnected. Nothing is worth doing, for nothing endures. Nothing is seen beyond appearances. Nothing is heard but echoes dying on the wind. No love can outlast the emotion that produced it. It's all sound and fury with no ultimate significance. Now, please don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not to be a wet blanket statement based on what's happening in our world today. It, that book was written 70 years ago. And as I examine each sentence in light of what I am still learning about Jesus, 
I believe each one to be true. If I believe in Jesus the way that I claim to, then his resurrection has to be central to what motivates me to keep following him. The resurrection is what sets Jesus apart from every other human who has or ever will walk this earth. In Philippians 3.10, the Apostle Paul writes, I want to know Christ and experience the power that raised him from the dead. Dear God, give me that same deep desire. This concludes our special week of daily episodes, this daily study of the final days of Jesus's life. I hope that it has meant something to you. It was an absolute honor to put it together to share with you. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me. My address is stephen at nookpodcast.com. Stephen with a V at nookpodcast.com. And I would absolutely love it if you chimed in with some of your thoughts on the Nook Facebook page. You can get there by going to facebook.com slash meetmeinthenook. There is a link for that down in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a great week sharing all of this with you here in the Nook.